It's like the mess up. Yeah, the I know. Day. Someone booked, like I was a conference that's coming up in January or February. They booked me to speak like at 345 on the third day. And I was Did like, you big I, time them? I, I said, no way. <laughs> I'm Dooner. Dooner. What are you crazy? Dooner doesn't go on. They won. But all you guys, you're here. My legs are killing me. I hope your legs are, are feeling better. <laughs> the experiences were fantastic. And the Freight Tech Top 25 yeah. just kicked off. Right? Any surprises on there? The top five were starting at number five, Fork Heights, Convoy, Flexport, Platform Science, and number one, number one, Project 44. That's right. That's yeah. right. I wasn't, no, no real surprises there. I mean, everybody that was on that list really from 25 up was, are impressive. Very, the, very impressive. The one I actually. And even the ones that missed. Actually. Well, the one I didn't know. If you're know, in 100, you're good. The one I didn't know enough about was Platform Science. I did not either. They mentioned go out to that truck out there. And I don't know if any of you did, but they have a great demonstration out there down by, uh, registration just go out the door over there and they have like an app store for truck telematics and it's one of those things that if you're not from the industry you would assume that this exists right yeah absolutely and one of the things that i love most about that there yeah. besides the actual tech and everything is that we have a new saying now what is it the uh, agnostic modulation agnostic modulation <laughs> of apps it was really cool which i love it we can we can retire transparency and digitization and all that now it's agnostic modularity well, we want to thank all you two who came out here who hadn't been to Chattanooga. I hadn't been out to Chattanooga uh, until 2019. I didn't know this place from Timbuktu. Came out here for a job for Freight Waves, and it became home for me and my family. My kids go to school out here. Now, you're a transplant, too. I yeah. love hearing all the feedback from everybody. We're very, very proud of this town. A lot of companies, not just Freight Waves, came together to make this happen. Even guys like Ryan Rogers. He was out there picking people up at the airport. He was. He was. I mean, everybody who's here or has lived here for any length of time is yeah. very proud of this city. Yeah. It's a beautiful town. I know. Everyone's telling us we did a great job. No, you guys yeah. did a great job. This is That's nothing right. without the people to fill it. And we also couldn't do this, this stage up here without steam logistics. What? Who? Malcolm Cole oh, up here. Man, guy. we wouldn't even have these microphones if it wasn't for you guys. <laughs> Come on, man. I thought you were going to run down, like you run down the hallways of steam. I thought here you were comes run a pain just... train. Oh. <laughs> What is, oh, How what is hard did they have you working like cracking cinder blocks up there to get that roof ready in time for F3? You know, yeah. if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So <laughs> yeah. we're making it happen. Uh, I got to hammer myself ready to make something uh, come from nothing. Man. So. <laughs> a, a lot of people here, it's been pointed out to everybody. And I know when you're on your steam tours, you're showing everybody the yeah. brand new building. Let's start right. there. What's going on there? And why are you? You've already got an HQ here. Why are you building another one? Well, we have grown so rapidly. I mean, literally, I started with the company in 2019. We had about 55 people. We're now at 900 employees, over 11 office locations. We're taking this from a local Chattanooga brand to a world Wide, wide entity yeah Worldwide. so i remember when you first time you were on a program yes, with sir. us and you were like we're gonna grow 400 people this next year i'm like yeah. yeah that's gonna be tough but you guys have done it but we talked about culture right yes. and how you're gonna maintain that as you grow and you yes. gotta get some new space before the new headquarters how's it been how you been doing it's been amazing man and i'm just excited just to get everybody back together that's yeah. the key yeah. because we are so spread out but once we're in this new building um the culture it's gonna be unreal and just having just that atmosphere it can't be replicated 
Hard to get people back because that's been a big topic. Hard to get people back in the building uh, post pandemic. It has been, but also it's just that with the atmosphere that we have, specifically with our sales departments, I mean, it's just been a, a great thing just to witness and just see these people just come together. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, just having all of us in the same room, music going, vibes going, and just trying to make something happen. Well, you, I mean, you have a diverse young team. You yes, know, I, for sure. I started out in operations and freight. I got into sales for a while. Sales was hell. Mm-hmm. And I got stuck in a non-compete. And what happened was this company, I was doing sales, and they didn't think I was a good enough salesperson. So they fired me. I, I sat out like <laughs> two months and 29 days. It was like the, it was like January 3rd. And yeah. I started at this company and the company that fired me, they sent, they sent overnight mail, like with a courier to show the non-compete. So, like, not only did they prevent me to do that, they cost me that job. It was so awkward. I had to go to another company, and uh, I've had an axe to grind against them. I know Steam does. Tell us about that mission. Yes. So, we have our campaign right now on www.innoncompetes.com. I highly encourage everybody to go and check it out. Um, and this is essentially a campaign that is just striking down what non-competes are in our industry. I mean, I've had a non-compete and so many other people have had them. Um, It's an unfair practice. It's something that shouldn't be in this industry. And now over a hundred people and people, but a hundred companies have joined the coalition and I'm just excited just to continue this movement. So, well, the big problem too, is it's not just non-compete. Like the one I was under and I I was young. I didn't read this well enough. And after the fact, when it was brought up to me and I looked at it, it was, not only did it not let you work for like the 90 days, but then afterwards it wouldn't let you work at any brokerage, which was in like 200 miles yes. of one of their other yeah. facilities. But yeah. if you put like a map out, the radius of this basically eliminated almost every place in the U.S. Thankfully, Massachusetts has some good laws. So when I said for I had sure. my lawyer go back, they backed off. But it, it's, a, it's a pain. And it's especially tough because it's used as a predatory tactic Absolutely. against young sales reps. I mean, it's literally taking somebody who's in college, literally a 22-year-old like myself coming out of the university of Tennessee, I then could not work in this industry for almost a full year, taking all that knowledge that I gained and tried to put into myself to help my family. Um, And it's an unfair practice. And at Steam, we're really trying uh, to get aligned and hopefully other companies see our mission and join forces with this as well. Now, before we make you hit the cowbell, when we get off the stage, you oh. think we should? You think F three or F four should come to Chattanooga? I think F four should be in Chattanooga. <laughs> F five should be in Chattanooga. F six should be in Chattanooga. F seven should be in double digits. Are we talking double digits? Listen, double digits. What you guys and what Freightways has done for the city, um, you know, you said it already, but I've just been so impressed with everything from all the demos to the presentations, Manti, all the keynote speakers. Yeah. Um, it was truly impressive. So thank you guys so much for what you've been doing here. There's at uh, least amen. there's at least one shirt that Manti walked out of here with too, and it was a what the truck shirt. That's uh, right. Listen, I'll probably look better. And no, I'm kidding. Uh, you got Not, one, don't you? Hit that bell. Hit that bell. Let's see. Yeah, let's Represent hear. What you got? Steve. What you got? Whoa. Just one loud one. All right, it's we got, got a mix of butter. We got a bang. Mixing That's good. some butter. You got, you got, you got the bar go. is like. Yeah. I think, can, I think he can jump. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, it set the tone. It set the tone. Well, he wanted to give people hope, right? Yes. So set it high, but you not know, too you high. You can't just go, you know, crazy. Yeah, no, you no, can't no, just no. go. Crazy. Not going first. You can't just, just Bring go. Dan up. Dan. Dan, you're right over there, sir. Come on over. Our buddy from Cleveland. Our next event is in Cleveland, by the way, as you're ooh, seeing. Ooh. Cleveland rocks at the Rock and That's Roll right. Hall That's of right. Fame. This gentleman right here Straight from is the dog representing, representing Cleveland. <laughs> and that's Cartes, right? That's right. Yeah, born and raised and... We actually started MacroPoint. We founded it in Cleveland, and 
and scaled it there. So big, big fan. Chattanooga certainly put a plug in. I know you guys are coming to Cleveland yeah. uh, in June, right? Well, yeah, are. coming to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Very cool. It's going to cool. be cool. Very cool. So well, let's, let's, let's talk about a somewhat serious topic. And this has come up a lot. Everyone's sort of worried about their finances. We're hearing about these big furloughs going on. So it's not important just to help our partners, but to help our own companies and to protect our people. And that's efficiency, right? Yep. How do you guys help drive that? Well, I mean, I think what we try to do, and, and it really starts with enabling carriers. So owner operators up to large fleets share the information they're comfortable with to expose what they're available, what works for them, what lanes they run, mm-hmm. um, and then comply with the mandates. Require, I mean, we see visibility. It's a key element uh, requirement in the industry now. How do you do it so you can do within the technology you have, whether you're a small owner operator or you're a large fleet, you know, give them the, the capability to comply. So how hard, how difficult of a problem or how big of a problem is it dealing with carriers and stuff and having that flexible technology for them to be able to interface with your company and give them the ability to succeed? Yeah, huge, huge problem and, and tough to solve. We start and I think about the, pro, like we have a, the golden rule, right? Yeah. Treat others how you want to treat, be right. treated. Right. We've modified that to treat others how they want to be treated, right? So then we apply that to our product and say, if you're a small carrier, you have this capability. How do you, how do you deliver that with a mobile app? If you're a medium size, you say, yeah, use my telematics to comply. Or if you're a big carrier, connect to my TMS. So giving the, our broker customers the mandate ability, but then at the carrier level, flexibility. Hmm. So it, it works. And we have, I think, 70,000 reviews from, from drivers. So we get a lot of feedback from carriers and owner operators of what's important to them. Yeah. And we try to apply that in the products to, to make them successful. What kind of feedback are you getting here? What kind, like at F3, what are you hearing from the, the crowd out here and the conversations you're having? Well, tons of great partners here. We, the the seven-minute demo is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We did it yesterday, one of our product managers. It's certainly it's so you much to You didn't say. get beeped, right? You didn't get the, no, you didn't get the hook. No, he was very worried about that. I know. <laughs> it's a big deal backstage. And you know, the guys backstage are hoping to turn somebody off. They're, right? they're just sitting there oh, waiting. Yeah. To, yeah, we propose to, let, like, to make it less <laughs> awkward to have us out with like the, like the, te- the American Gladiators tennis ball shooters yeah, on each side of the stage. And you go over time, we just start pelting you. Well, I know at TIA last week, they were doing the Jaws theme. Oh, that's oh, a good one. That's so, good. They were, but, you know, that's this obviously you get, you get shut down, but tons of great partners, great technology, a lot of enablement. And I think, again, uh, how we think about it, it's not disintermediating or creating technology so people don't talk. Yeah. Creating technology so you have the right conversations. Right. It's all about relationships. I don't think technology is going to change that. When you're sourcing carriers, what are those right conversations to have to reduce that risk? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the traditional carrier sourcing, right, is post and pray. Yeah. And then you start getting inundated with calls. You're like, I don't know if I look at price or interest. We try to give them one lane like hey they've actually run this lane or they have capacity coming into that market so when they give you a price it's probably they're going to deliver on that right Mm. Uh, which is a huge challenge and uh and then compliance visibility compliance if i give them the load will they comply with the visibility requirements that not only i have but my customers have and i think as we're seeing economic changes differentiating on service is even more important Right. It, yeah, yeah, it's tempting now to 
get revenge, right? Shippers, yeah. you had two yeah. years of very high carrier costs. Is that the wrong way to think about this? That we're always having this tug of war with 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 pricing and what's going on? Because it, I mean, look, when it comes down to this commodity, and a lot of people are just sure. like, look, I need this this moved and all of that. What should you be thinking? Should you think of the golden rule of how you treat carriers even better in times like these to 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 make those relationships, those long term relationships? Yeah, I, I do think, and you know, we've seen where it does ebb both ways, and there's bad actors, right, brokerage and sure. carriers. That and we have the scars to prove it, and sometimes mm-hmm. that drives behavior that's not healthy. So I don't think this is the time to to take advantage, but but really double down on the technology you're investing in, the relationships you're investing in, so you can differentiate on service quality, right? Yeah. And when when the market comes back and there's more opportunity, I think everybody will appreciate that. Excellent. Yeah. Well, it's cowbell time, it sir. Is. I think you'll All represent right. well for yes. Cleveland. Oh yeah, I mean, rock on, and roll man. Hall of Fame. It's got to be good. Nice. I think he's at the lead. I'm sorry, Malcolm. I didn't walked out that way. Sorry, Malcolm. But I think I think Malcolm knew that he laid an egg there. He knew that. He also coy too. He's like, I don't know how to hit the cabal. Thank you so much. The one. You've done that in a dog pound a couple times. That's right. Take care, brother. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Let's predict the weather. How about that? We'll talk to tomorrow. Are you gonna tomorrow.io? Let's talk about tomorrow's weather with tomorrow. Come on over here. Some GM logistics. Alea Rudo. We're just, we're just talking about how weathermen should really take more responsibility for the weather that they predict. We really right? should. You know, Nick, they, they had really the Nicolas Cage movie about that. Like, everyone would drive by and, like, pelt the weather. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, no, I mean, if you had any control over it, we would thank you because it was really cold here in Chattanooga last week, and it really worked out. It's been beautiful, the weather out here. We couldn't have asked for better. Yeah. That's our demo environment out here. That's oh, your demo? That? Was great weather to this? Yeah, it's <laughs> come outside some, uh, and see our demo. Significant claims there, Trevor Milton. Uh, <laughs> how do we take responsibility for the weather, though? Like, how, in, in terms of a more philosophical sense, as we can't predict it, how do we be responsible for understanding it? I think the first thing is for the industry to, yeah. to know there is a solution. You can't blame the weather anymore. Oh. It's up to the carriers and the private fleets to know that there is a solution, the technology is there. And so they need to put systems in place to keep their drivers, their trucks, um, and everything else safe. So I think that's the first step. It really is. So we talk about the benefits that are, that are in there, right? What are we talking about the disruptions that, that the weather causes? Because you know, hurricanes, you're not going to do anything except plan, right? And know that it's coming and maybe it hits within this 100-mile cone or whatever it happens to be. But that emergency-type weather. Right. It can be anything from a pop-up storm right. to, you know, just a very strong gust that is unexpected and the industry can't really manually solve it because there are millions of trucks running everywhere. Um, and you have to understand how the specific weather impacts specific trucks to sure. be able to prevent them from going into dangerous oh, weather. Oh, specific types of trucks and or... Specific type of trucks. If it's empty or full, if it's in Texas, snow is more dangerous than in the Northeast. Sure. Um, I mean, weather's chaos, right? Weather is is chaos. You're dealing you're dealing in chaos. Um, what does tomorrow do? What do you do for the people out here? So we help um, carriers and private fleets to one be proactive before yeah. they even dispatch, identify any disruptions ahead of time, potentially rerouting, rescheduling. Just let the driver know um, that he might need to take a stop after this segment uh, of the road. 
And then in real time, we integrate with all the ELDs, with the camera feeds, um, and we alert drivers ahead of weather based on their location because weather is volatile. So sometimes, you know, long haul, if it's two days ahead, sometimes there is a pop-up storm, we would make sure to let the driver know ahead of time. So potentially we could prevent an accident. Hey, weather's right. impactful. It helped build a company. It helped build frameworks. Oh, our media arm here is because an article about yeah. weather did really, really well. That like launched our brand. But it can also submarine yeah. your brand. As you're saying, there's a lot of risk inherent in setting things out, like say there's a massive typhoon or something coming. So I think, I think the industry is doing well in like the big yeah. major sure. uh, hurricane because it's sure. not a surprise to anyone. Sure. It's easier to take the decision... Uh, you know, to make the decision to shut everything down. Well, what should they be doing better? Right. What, if they're doing already a pretty good job, how can they do better? Making sure that every load, every truck, every driver is protected yeah. and have a system to alert them in time, that they know what's the weather expected ahead of time and they have a system to alert them while they're driving. Yeah, just knowing the weather isn't all of it, right? It's of the course. infrastructure around it and what type of the topography of the, and everything else is important too, right? A wind in, in the upper uh, Midwest right? Or the, the high plains is different than the wind here. It's because you've got trees and everything else that is different, correct? Yeah. So you really need to run these high resolution models to right. take the terrain into account yeah. and to say, is this wind going to cause high gusts, strong gusts that would blow over an empty load uh, or not? So right. if you start to alert about everything all the time, it becomes just white noise. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you don't want to do that as well. What's the most interesting conversation you've had out on the floor? I think it was really great to learn from carriers. The drivers are also taking at how their companies are dealing with weather, especially during the winter. We've heard uh, a lot of carriers that are doing things about the weather, that are putting systems in place. And they say drivers would come to them after a bad winter because yeah. their carrier made them drive through, the, through bad conditions. And they care about their safety. And so... You know, with driver shortages, you do everything possible to make sure you can attract talent. And I think knowing that weather is a key part of that as well and how your company is treating that and the safety of the employees, really, really, not just like saying it. Yeah. Um, it's something we thought, you know, might be true, but hearing it from the actual carriers uh, was really, really interesting. Sure. And why should, before we let you go, why should anyone here reach out to you, have a conversation with you before they leave? Sorry? Why should, why should anyone here talk to you tomorrow? Why should they talk to you before they leave or, or afterwards? If you're driving anywhere th where there's weather, yes. uh, you should definitely reach out to us if you want to ensure your drivers are safe, if you want to ensure you're not only keeping the drivers safe, but also making everything possible to ensure your operational efficiency. Yeah. You don't want to send a driver and then have them coming back, wasting all the fuel, the yeah. time, and being late to your customer. So... If you want to prevent all of that and mitigate, kind of take control over the weather. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of people. Of the weather. Exactly. Sounds like a lot of people because there's weather yeah. everywhere. Most places, there's some weather. You also don't want to shut down for nothing, right? Exactly. All right. Hit that bell. Hit that bell. Come on. You can beat those other take two Take responsibility. Guys. Wow. Well, all right. a better beat. Actually, I think that might have been the best beat so far. Well, yeah. so you had a little move there, too, that was pretty good, I Yeah. Thought. Well, if you don't want to beat Thank a cabell, you. you could always use a lean solutions so to much. beat it for you.
Let's bring David Bell up. He's the co-founder over at Lean. Great support. They got one of the Who best pieces guy? of oh, swag is. at this. If you haven't stopped by, lighten their load Woo! flying home. Take some of these uh, these whistles. And David, I'll tell you, these double as great chew toys for Black Labs. My, I have a little baby Black Lab. And I brought this home, and I left it on the counter. I gave it out this morning to bring it with me back here, and it was chewed to pieces. But your team is great, and they gave me like 10 more. The paperweight, too. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Is it true that you whittled these yourself? Uh, no, oh. we have a whittling, we have a whittling team. I was team trying that, to spread uh, that rumor earlier, but nobody was buying. We did it. <laughs> we whittling teams in Latin America too, so it's cost effective. This, this <laughs> isn't your first time in Chattanooga though, is it? No, no, no. We were up here. We did what the truck before. We yeah. yeah. In, uh, TSA. We did a freight waves event. We were, yeah, we've been here several times. What yeah, did you think of the event? What'd you think of the format? It's always great, man. You yeah. guys, freight waves does it right. You know what, what What we found interesting is yeah. we've interviewed a lot of people at this event, mm-hmm. and we've had multiple people come up here over the past two days in conversations we have there, and they keep pointing at your booth. And I'm not just saying this. They were like, it's literally on the show. They were like, hey, we would not have been able to scale this company. The reason we are so different than yes. we were last year when you yes. saw this, at this event, that growth, and why we have 10 people here is we use Lean, and that helped us scale. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy when you go back to the original Freight Waves event we did when we had about 200 employees and now yeah. over 8,000. And, uh, you know, I think it's the the workforce analytics we have, the quality assurance, the recruiting technology we use. You know, we go we probably go through 6,000 resumes a month and applications to end up hiring 600 people. Wow. So, like, it's, you know, we have 150 Whose job is that? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, well, it's it's somebody's job. Yeah, <laughs> to go it's from, not mine. But to go from that from there to eight thousand, like in Chattanooga or New York City or something, yeah. is one thing. Yeah, it's, but you're not doing it here. You're doing it internationally. Yeah, and what what it's done effective is it's allowed people to create a plan too, where they know they can hire. The hiring is is so unpredictable. Unlike the weather, you know. Of course, we just had a hurricane down South Florida, and they mispredicted yeah. it. So weather is unpredictable. Same as same as hiring here. You can't you you can set out to hire a hundred people. And the way it is, the the day they're supposed to report, thirty of them don't show up. Like yeah, it's sure. it's it's very difficult to have a scale plan here and maintain in the turnover. And we has just that have- gotten worse? Because now, now you got me curious. So we have like the great resignation, and like now these things just seem like marketing terms, like the quiet quitting and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. has it been a big challenge retaining and bringing in employees? I think it still is. I think it's going to be yeah. for a while. I think it still is. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're able to tee the employees up and get them quickly and effectively. And, and they're good. And, you know, when they, they last, the attrition's low. Yeah. Um, and companies can count on it. And you can scale when you can count on it because you can plan your growth. Yeah, you certainly can. Talk about growth, population growth. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're the answer to some of those problems we yeah. saw the last two uh, days of the keynote speakers talking about the population is, is shrinking. We're more of a smokestack, right? Or a chimney, they called it, but it's still shrinking the, the, the support mechanism, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, as it does, and we've also expanded. So we're able to help because we're in Guatemala now. We're opening up Mexico the first quarter. We're in the Philippines for night and weekend shifts. So, you know, I think just having the ability to deliver the people when they're, when they're, you know, needed is what, uh, is what helps it scale. And then we have a plan, you know, we, we have a, we have, a, we, we have best practices, what we've done for so many customers. We're able to apply that and say, here's what you do. For every 10 people, you need a supervisor. For every mm-hmm. 20 people, you need a manager. And we, we have a scale plan. So how, how has Columbia grown? Like my perception of Columbia before I started talking to the lean guys was from the great Vinny Chase movie, Medellin. In, in entourage, right? Uh, but I talked to you guys, you know, like, it's not, you, you have to understand, it's like the Silicon Valley of South America and, right, and all that right. kind of stuff, Central America. Tell us a little bit about how that's grown, especially since we, like, last talked about it, it was 2019. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Columbia's great, and, you know, the, the, 
it has a bad stigma, unfortunately, from you know the Pablo Escobar days, which was so long ago. Yeah. It's a different yeah. country now. It's a it's a totally different country, and it's you know their their most their culture is the most like the U.S. So they're able to adapt oh, really? quickly, and the and you know there there's schools there that actually you know teach culture in English, like you know it's 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 what they do. So like they come out and learn from school, getting in, knowing that English is going to be important for them. And, and everybody speaks English. People ask me, how's your Spanish? It's, I, I can understand it, but I never have to speak it because everybody speaks perfect English. And, and as far as growing, they're just great college educated, young, you know, hardworking people. And it's refreshing when our clients go down there and meet their actual teams and, and have a whole new pers- perspective once they meet them. Do you yeah. guys touch into manufacturing at, at all? Because one of the reasons is I've been talking to a lot of people recently. Uh, one of them was Molson Hart, actually. He's been yeah. down in Mexico. They're trying to move their stuff out of China. So they've been going down to Mexico. They've been going down to Central America. They've been going down to South America and finding partners. And um, the one thing that he said about Mexico was like, we'd love to move it over, but it's just like the, the stuffed animal factory in China. They just really know how to do it. And he didn't have the same confidence. Yeah, I mean, we have some, I mean, I'm involved in another company, we do some manufacturing, we're actually moving it from China to Paraguay. Um, and we're, we're contracting and partnering with our Chinese manufacturer to actually come to, to Latin America and Paraguay and yeah. teach them and open it and do it as a partner instead of just taking the business away from them. So I think a lot of manufacturers are doing that with their Chinese partners because, you know, to, to do business in China is very difficult. And a lot of people are leaving China for other areas um, to manufacture sure. because of the risk. So there's somewhere else you risk. And, and so that's where we found success is actually partnering with our Chinese manufacturers and listen, be a part of the manufacturing plant here in Paraguay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Duner mentioned that we've had several people, multiple people yes. come up and talk about how great you guys are. And one of the things that sticks out is they say they, we consider that lean staffing solution. We consider them our team. They're part of our team. There's like no separation between us. We even have our own logos on the walls, et cetera. How do you maintain that? How do you do that? Um, we have them integrate their culture right with their team. It's their office. We're, we're essentially okay. a PEO firm, a WeWork, a human resource management company, a legal company, a recruiting company. We do all that stuff, and then they manage the employee as if it's theirs in any office anywhere in the world. I saw you gotcha. guys post a video on LinkedIn. You made like Pee Wee's Playhouse over at your <laughs> office. Have you seen this? Have you seen it on his LinkedIn? He's got like slides and everything going on there. Before we let you go and you hit that cowbell, just tell us what that's all about too. Yeah, like who should go down there? So, you know, co- competition has got a little more fierce in Columbia for hiring. So we have to be different than everybody else. So when you take a traditional call center down there, you don't have that. They, it's a, you know, it's basically, you know, a, a sweatshop and we make it different. So it's all about retention. It's all about giving our customers places where they could take their employees when they go down there and have, you know, have a function, a company function and feel safe and secure right in the, right in the building we're in. And, uh, you know, it was Robert's passion project because he wants to give back to the employees that work so hard for us and our customers. Well, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Before we hit the cowbell, yeah. before we let you go, yeah. sir. Uh, yeah. Can you take the lead? I had to do a little. That was pretty right. good. Was it bad? Yes. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks. Hey, we're not lying. You want to scale? Go talk to these lean guys, especially if you need help no, on man, these the guys back are killers. end. Chuck Toy here. Chuck Toy is over at Logistics. I mean, at Leaf Logistics. He's also he? a product custodian, but I don't see the mop. What you got there. over there, Chuck? What's happening, man? How you liking Chattanooga? Yeah. Oh, all okay. right. There we go. Hey. Look at this. Hey, no. Microphone's not cooperating either. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? How you digging it? How you digging Chattanooga? I'm sorry I forgot my mop, first of all. Uh, I love Chattanooga. <laughs> this is the first time I've been here since I was a wee lad. My parents brought me to see the choo-choo. Really? And this has been, it's been fun to come mm-hmm. back. 
and uh, enjoy Chattanooga as an adult. Found an amazing uh, steak dinner last night. So fantastic place. Well, nice. What are you here to talk about? Like, what at this event? You're out there on the floor. You want people to know about Leaf. What do you? T- what kind of conversations are you having? So we spend a lot of time talking with folks about how we think freight can move differently. Ooh. Yeah. So we're thinking about planning, scheduling, coordinating freight into the future. Okay. So we're not quite predicting the weather, but we're thinking beyond today, beyond tomorrow, right? Every day people get up and they hustle to move freight, whether it's, I got to move my load, I got to fill my truck, yeah. both sides. Shippers and carriers work really hard to make the economy that we have. And you guys spend a lot of time highlighting those efforts for folks. What Leaf is trying to do is make sure that you don't have to work so hard to make that same result happen. Yeah. So we can plan, schedule, coordinate your freight in the future by using our data and our analytics tools to make that freight more predictable, more reliable, and everybody gets what they want without having to work so hard. But how did, like, these past two Ooh. years, how did, did that throw you for a loop at all? I mean, freight's freight, a tough thing to predict. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Right? When you take the data and you look at, yeah. if I take a shipper by themselves, yeah. inside their own network, they're working really hard to make their network as efficient as they can all by themselves. Yeah. But then you line up everybody else doing the same thing all yeah. by themselves. So they're working really hard in their own silo. And what we found is if we can put them together, put their data together, which we can do, they trust us, we can see opportunity for 35, 40% cooperation among two shippers. If I put seven shippers together, now I see 90, 95% of their networks work together. So what we see is when we do that, we can create opportunities to schedule, plan, coordinate that freight in the future because now these shippers are effectively sharing trucks across their respective networks and LEAF identifies those opportunities and helps them execute them. That, that, is, that is awesome. The implications of that and the benefits potentially for just not only the one shipper, but the entire industry are huge, right? I mean, you're talking about the efficiencies of truckloads, which is actually really low, right? The amount of empties moving and empty miles, et cetera, which would reduce carbon footprint, you increase capacity, and you would stabilize rates, right? That's right. What are we seeing right now? When I was in Arkansas six months ago, talking to folks, I couldn't get a carrier to return my phone call. Right. They were busy. They had all the business they needed. Right now, carriers are calling us back. Hey, Leaf, remember those loads you said I could plan, schedule, and coordinate in the future? Do you still have those? (laughs) Right? This market does this all the time. Every two or three years, the market moves. So the the message we gave people six months ago starting to resonate again. You know, shippers were interested in saving money six months ago. Now they're feeling good, right? I'm going to go RFP my things again. Yeah. I'm going to move my stuff cheaper. So when's retail going to start moving again then? What's your prediction there? Because it seems oh. like we all kind of realize this ain't going to be a great peak season. People are sitting on inventory. I am. If I could predict the future, I would start a hedge fund. So uh, I don't. I try not to predict a future other than what I can see with. with Luke, Luke Lask is over there. He's got like an app open. He's like, what should I put? What should I get in? My I would. I would right trust now? Ayala to help me predict the weather. <laughs> but yeah, for me, um, what we do at Leaf is a little bit about making sure you can ride through those tough times, whether they're peaking or not. Yeah. Right. There's there's patterns that emerge when you start looking at these things together. And so there's always going to be need for, boy, I need to cover something that happened today. Some emergency comes up. So we make sure that the everyday stuff gets taken care of so that when things start to peak, you're ready for it. You can focus on that part of your business rather than have to focus on the core business, which should be ready to go. You're going to you're going to knock Project 44 out of that top slot in the Freight Tech 25 next year. I will not predict the future, but it's something I've thought about. All right. It's tough to your goal. predictions. Well, Chuck, I'm, I predict that you will place pretty well in that cowbell competition, so oh. why don't you go hit that thing? Well, he's the I've, judge. I've had a lot of people to watch, so I don't want any pressure on me, but I'm not. No a, pressure. No, what no. I think we need is more cowbell. Yes. We all do. Definitely do.
Ooh. 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 Not bad. We're going to have to go to the audience. We're going to have to go to the audience. Chuck, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Oh, Moo, come over here, Moo. Thank you for coming up here. Appreciate it. Who is it? It's oh, the that hypest guy. man in town. <laughs> you, you're talking about swagger. You're talking about who's well. Look at this guy. There's a comedy. I guess he had Craner over there too. And then I got Richie staring me down. There's a video of Richie. Did you see Richie's uh, double axe video? I got Richie right. over there. Threw two axes Where's at once. Where's Richie? Hit a bullseye. Oh. <laughs> Hit a bullseye. I like the uh, I like the jacket, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Swagging it out. You know, Swagging we did uh, two days of suits, so why not on the third day? You know, when everybody's a little bit tired. I, the swag. Yeah, right. I always see him in the damnedest places, like Arkansas, Chattanooga. <laughs> He's everywhere. Did you guys see me in the Freight Waves uh, freezer yesterday? Freezer? Yeah. How'd you end up in a freezer? I just posted a picture. It was uh, <laughs> me, Dan Curtis from uh, T-Pay. Uh, oh, in the Freight uh, Alley freezer? Craig Fuller in the freezer in the Freight Alley. It was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was getting a little hot out there yesterday, you know? So, <laughs> so you went in there. cool off. Oh, gotcha. well, so you, you're a man about town. Like, you... you the stage sessions are great and all, but you're here for the people. You're here to talk about Zoom. You're here mm. to shake some hands and all that. What experience has been the best so far? Well, honestly, um, you guys know about Zoom. And yeah. our goal is to focus on everybody working on one platform as collaborators. Yeah. And I feel like every time I come to one of these events, more and more of the collaboration waves are resonating through the pool. Yeah. And uh, there are alliances being made in terms of partnerships and collaborators. I also see some people not joining these events and trying to stay outside of our industry, but freight waves is inevitability. Yeah. 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 The more the collaboration and you see the benefits of, of that transparency between the companies, uh, the more it's going to grow. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just and throwing and fodder on fire. A lot of people are sitting on data that's kind of like yeah. not that private that they could share to really bring a lot of change to our industry. Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, the best secret you know about Chattanooga now? Oh, man. <laughs> well, I didn't go to Rock City, which I'm bummed out, but I'm Ooh. not leaving till tomorrow if somebody Ooh. wants to take me there. Um, <laughs> the people of Chattanooga yeah. are the best kept secret I've, I've never there known go. in California. Interesting. I used to wow. live out in California, so I can vouch for that. All right. Yeah. We're going to come out. Well, hey, before we let you go, you want to hit that cowbell? We'll yeah, see how you place. See how Zoom places. All right. All right. Decent. Decent. All right. All right. I think all. he planned that out. Were you Take over there easy, practicing man. it? One bell. Everybody knows the review. One bell. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, somebody out there take Mustafa to Rock City, okay? Yeah, come on, man. Somebody step Trust up. Trust me, it'll be worth your time. All right, let's have the axe man over here and Klenar from Tive come up because I got to find out about his technique. Come on up here. Yeah. This gentleman, he used to work over at Freightways right here, Richie Daigle. Richie and he was Daigle. a pitcher for a while, and he's a knuckleballer. He's like Tim We're in the Padres organization, right? Is that right? That's right. He's got a tie tracker in his hand. You needed no tracking on that. So I don't know if you guys Grenard saw Grenard keeps that. it on him. That's how he keeps track of his employees. Well, I don't know how many of you went. <laughs> I don't know how many of you went to the axe throwing experience, but Richie was definitely there in a suit, nonetheless, a jacket. He double armed through a double bullseye on targets. The guy can independently target with each eye. It's freaking crazy. How? I don't know. <laughs> you, they presented to me like there's a skill, like you do this all the time. Yeah, well, he gave it, he showed it to me. I said, is that like rare? And he goes, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think everybody can do that. I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys, heard- what do you guys been talking about out here? You know, it's interesting because a lot of these conversations that we've had, 
I've been going to these events since 2019 that Freight Waves does. And they've kind of shifted. And one thing I'm hearing a lot is about trackers and about getting everything on singular platforms. So you know, we talk so much about data, but there's all these different apps and telematics and things that don't come together in one place. So that seems to be a really big focus at the event today. What kind of conversations are you guys having? Go ahead, Jason. I think what's really interesting is our whole charge is helping more and more shipments arrive on time and in full. That's what we're all about. And so it's a matter of not only knowing the location, but what kind of condition is your freight in at any point in time on any mode of transportation, wherever it lives at that moment. So that kind of real-time awareness, it's kind of similar to, uh, it doesn't stop the punch, but you yeah. can see it coming. So it's like if you're in a ring with Mike Tyson, it's better to see the punch coming so you can actually roll with it and have a chance at not getting knocked out unconscious versus if the punch hits you, you had, you know, you're completely blindsided. You have no, no chance. But, but can it keep me from making that stupid decision to get into the ring in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you with your decision so much as the, your awareness after uh, after you're in that situation. Right on. Grant, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing you've put one of those trackers on? The weirdest thing. I mean, yeah. I put it on my luggage. I put it on uh, my car. Sometimes I put it on weirdest, weirdest. You thing. You put it on him. You put it on. Mo? <laughs> put it on Mustafa. <laughs> What's been interesting? I mean, just where exactly did you put it on? <laughs> <laughs> the simplicity of it, right? That's just you can press a button, put it on a load, and know exactly where it is. That's what customers really love. And just here, that's why we're getting more and more. Are they proliferating? How many? How many containers are these things on now? It's we go a lot of trailers because we do over the oh, road yeah. quite a bit, and also containers at the same time, but in tens of thousands. Man, they're up to awesome stuff. You guys make awesome so. ads. We still want to be extras. So you got to send us to like Bosnia where you film we those things. Get, we got to get in one. Have Richie throw axes at us. We can film <laughs> it in Chattanooga. He's so good. You, you saw the video. Yeah. Unreal. Well, which one of you is going to hit the belt? I'll hold it. You hit it. Let's oh, go. Oh, this is team. interesting. All right, tag A team. new category. A new category. Can you hit it out of his oh, hand? I mean. All right. That's right. that's that's gonna be a tough one to hit. Did I see? Oh, here we go. We got the surge guys over here. We got we got our friend, the magician. Come on up here, man. Oh, so magic in the house. On yesterday's show, Michael Vincent he tried to do this trick, but his uh, the person his mark. Was well, it got smart. done. It wasn't very smooth, but it, it got done. Smooth. It wasn't smooth. <laughs> it wasn't it got very done, smooth. Though. Oh, so what do we got? Can you hit All that right. cowbell without swinging the thing? No, I cannot. So, oh, okay. All right, but we're gonna try something with okay. a Rubik's cube. Michael, oh. do me a favor. Mix this up. Mix this up. Mix this up. Right. I would tell you to solve it, but only a 14-year-old boy who can't get a date can solve those things. So I can maybe like you could solve side. it then. I don't know, right? Yeah. You got a good mix? Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure, now you're probably wondering, what does a Rubik's Cube have to do with the trade show? Sure. What right. does a Rubik's yes, Cube have to do with A little show? earlier today, I also mixed up a, a cube. Okay. All right. Now, we say at Surge Transportation that we think we might have the perfect solution for you. Oh, almost no. a perfect match. Now, wouldn't that be crazy if one side of the cube... I mixed, and one side of the cube you mixed would completely what? match yellow, yellow, what? orange. But what? you know what? It'd be more impressive if two sides oh. of the cube would match. But I can see you guys need more than that. You've been oh. to Vegas. Three sides, Whoa, right? Oh, now. Four, uh, five, all six sides of the cube completely match. Pretty my good. freak! My freak! Yeah, my freak! freak. the shit out of us right now, man. What's
what's underneath this table over yeah. here? Well, how do I stump you, man? I, I thought I had you on the digits uh, when I did decimal points. You, no, no, you got no, me did, there, did too. Did do it, did do nah, it. Right. I didn't do anything. All right, let's I, well, Hey, before we let you go, yes. and everybody, they're here for a little longer. You want to see some tricks in person. Yes. Can you levitate, by the way? No, uh, not, not a, maybe after a few drinks. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. All right, well, you got to hit the cowbell then. Yes, all right, we're hitting the cowbell. Before we make him disappear. Yeah, it was a little mid, but it was still pretty good. I think the Rubik's Cubes were more impressive to tell you. All right, want me to squeeze one more in? Yes. All right, right. uh, but we're going to rotate. Michael, would you mind coming over here? Sure. We're going to do a little distance between you guys. You stay right where you have, Michael. What do you want? Sit right here, sit right here. Like, kind of sit here, smile big. You're a star. All right, perfect. Now let's go in the middle. Now we have a little separation because I don't want them to think that you guys oh, are yeah. cahoots, all right? So what we're going to do is I both want, want you guys to make a fist. Wait, where's my wallet? Make a fist, make a fist. Make a fist. I almost made my Perfect. water disappear. And I want you guys both to drop one hand. Drop one hand. Perfect. Excellent. Put that hand close to your chest. Do not move. Open up your hand. Now, do you believe in voodoo? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, this is going to be better than I thought. There's at least three people here I have voodoo dolls. Yes, yes. Everybody? I, don't, I don't believe in it, but I'm glad you do. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to light this match. Hold your hand up a little higher. Yeah, I'm going to get a little smoke underneath your hand. When I ask yeah, you, light you on fire. I want you to grab the smoke and hold it nice and tight. Does that make sense? All right, Chris, you want... All right, I'll Here we go, here we go. Ready? Get ready. Here we go. Grab the smoke, grab the smoke. Grab it, hold it, hold it tight. Don't let go. All right. Now, let's picture this. You guys have been separated this whole time. I've been in between you. Yes. You grab the smoke. I'm going to take one step back. I want you to toss the my smoke. My ass is on fire. Toss no. Toss the smoke. Toss <gasps> Move it. Yes. Did you feel that? Absolutely. Of course he did. Of course <laughs> yes, he of course did. Of course I did. All right. Bring out your hand. Open it up. Look inside. Do you see the little ash inside your hand? Show him right inside there. It's true. It's true. It's there. It's there. Inside his hand. Just like that. Yeah, no doubt. It's on my fingers. Get out of here, demon man. man. It's even on his fingers. Show him on his fingers. fingers. What is this? We've been working together for years. You guys just know it. If you guys didn't know, their real name is Siegfried and Roy. (laughs) Yes. Now he'll stop me in half. Thank you so much. (laughs) much. That was good stuff. Excellent. You People need more like CMO magicians. That like chief magic officer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah CMO is definitely a, a thing you need. A CMO. That, That's fit. Dude, Did he? He hit the cowbell. Okay. So it is open mic up here. I'm just gonna start over there. It's Brittany. Come on up. Come on up. Say give a shout out to your company. Right? Yeah. What are you doing? Come on. We want to bring don't, everybody. Don't up. hide. We got about 14 minutes left. So anybody who's here hadn't a chance to come on. We're gonna bring up a shout here. out to your company. Get a chance at this cowbell. You won't get a magic. Or do you know magic? No, I can't. I, I don't know how to do magic, but that I, was impressive. That was I like trap trailers. She knows up. how to trap a trailer. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were on the main stage today or yesterday, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to chats with uh, Thomas Watson, the amazing guy. Oh yeah. What did yeah. you talk about? Yeah. Me. Me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else? Exciting. What else? What else? You right, need? <laughs> right. Just about our journey, right? How I started uh, myself as a trucker, right? How we have um, a pretty diverse team, and kind of you know how we grew from operating remote with stick and stones to now being able to really be um, a part of the tech um, aspect, you know, and start ut- utilizing that te- tech aspect to grow and just scale to that next level, right? What, so I'm really excited. Right what tech that you've seen here do you think will help enable that the most? Turbo. Turbo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big shout out to gang Turbo. You don't have to be shy. <laughs> well, hit the bell before we let you go. All right. Yeah, all right, all right. I appreciate see. you guys. I appreciate you. All right. 
Okay, not that bad. was not bad. Not that bad. was not, not bad. bad. We enjoyed it. It had some tension to it, which hey, I like. you have a safe trip. And by the way, Mustafa from Zoom is looking for someone to take him to Rock City. So yeah. uh, you got nothing in there. Anybody can do. provide now, him I need Hayden to come up here. Now, this is a gentleman. He's Ooh. one of those guys. I always thought he was much smaller because I only seen him on LinkedIn. <laughs> He's actually a pretty big guy. He can he put is. a little more muscle on, but he does the Iron Mines. He gets How up at four. How are you doing? He does. Do the Iron Mines? <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing magic now? Oh, he's levitating. I'm not real sure what to do with my hands. <laughs> Trugbook, nice. man. What is Trugbook? Is that like a rebrand from Facebook now that Meta failed? Very close. So we're an owner-operator kind of oriented platform into in solution for, for the owner-operators out there. Key points really trying to solve some of the, the issues that they deal with, right? The amount of deadhead and empty miles they're exposed to, right? Yeah. yeah. You're not moving freight. You're burning, you're burning money out of your pocket. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, kind of eliminate some of the intermediaries between the shipper where the freight's originating from all the way down to the person that's actually moving the freight from point A to B. Nice. Yeah. nice. So essentially what we're doing is kind of a business in, in hand. So like, like example is you own a truck and you're based out of LA. You're a okay. solo driver. All, right. all the different preferences that you put in our uh, backend algorithms and AI systems is essentially going to, we aggregate about all the different public load boards, about 20 of them, um, to try to create the perfect puzzle. So as opposed to a, you know, going on to 18 different apps, getting a, a mm. term I heard today, app fatigue, it's a great word. Yeah. Um, yeah. It kind of takes the thinking out of running your business as an owner operator. So what we can do is create optimal routes and full trips to get you to and from and back home and match up with the preferences. Hayden, that's really right, exciting, nice. but this is day three, okay? Yeah. What What yeah. was your favorite fish at the aquarium? Favorite fish in the aquarium? It's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be the arapaima. Did you see the fish? I saw a couple of fish eat each other. My Justin, our social media guy, somewhere around here, he was really impressed by that. Yeah. All right, yeah, impress they, us they with your cowbell them. plan, Let's Hayden. Let's do it. You want the cowbell? We yeah. want the cowbell. Yes. Hit this side, go the side, how do you do it? Any, however do, you, do you want, you I mean, like they're the form? judges. You just do it. That's good enough, yeah? That made sounds, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was loud. That, 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 wasn't, your that wasn't his practice, right? Okay. Okay. You're going to want that cowbell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you wanted that. I don't know if you did. Can I just say it's a pleasure to be up here, the two biggest personalities in the space. Uh, <laughs> yeah. kind, of, kind of basking there right now. I enjoy this. Were you able to hit each and every of the eight bars at the... Uh... I did not. No. Okay. No. Well, Hayden, thank you so much for coming up here, man. Appreciate we you guys. really appreciate it. You and the uh, the team over there. You got a bunch of truck burgers. I think there's like nine truck burgers. Are there not? That team over here is Team Bro. Team Bro. He did say he kind of didn't represent one of the Cowboys. Team Bro, get up here and show them how it's done. Come on, get Team Bro here because I think Cajun style. Show them how they do it on the Bayou. Show them show them how they do it in the Bayou, my friend. Oh, there's the guy who was impressed by a fish getting eaten. By the way. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, <laughs> what's happening, man? Gentlemen, how you doing? You great, up, brother. Dude, Good did to you see ever you make it out of the aquarium? So we were in the aquarium last night with this guy. And if yeah. you were in the aquarium, you know that like you went up that big escalator and there was a big walkway. And there's like eight different bars. And yeah. We're walking with it. And we just we lost Zig that bar. Yeah. We lost. Well, you, you looked at me and said, man, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting claustrophobic. Get me out of here. Let's get out of here. And I walked. I turned around. You're gone. Yeah. Well, what happened was we saw the swamp. Oh, bayou, oh yeah. You went through the bayou. Go, you felt the heat. I felt the heat. We got <laughs> All right, well, bring the heat to that cowbell, sir. Turn yeah. that thing red. Let's do it, Turn man. That MF or red, man. I don't know. All right. Dooner and the dude. Dooner there you go, brother. Yeah, Truckbook will do better next year. Love you guys. Oh, here man. he's Ben right. Gordon. It's the man, the myth, the legend. Right. Come on, Thanks, brother. Come yeah, on, we'll Benjamin Gordon. Benjamin Gordon. Benjamin Gordon. Great stuff community right at the beginning of. The Ukraine war, he was one of the first of us in this industry to assemble uh, the logistics uplift over there. And if you oh, know him, he's a really charming awesome. He was up man. All, he, he anticipated this. He was up all night practicing with his own cowbell at home. I bet he, he would because you aren't the kind of guy who just goes to things no, no, lightly, no, no, no. right? He doesn't leave things to chance. 
I mean, I feel like I'm stepping in landmines left and right here, but thank you. It's great to be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, did, what have you gotten out of F3 so far? Well, I mean, first of all, ton of energy. It's obvious that freight is back, technology yeah. is back, entrepreneurship is back, and notwithstanding COVID and recession and all the other shit that's been thrown at us, yeah. the energy here is unbelievable. Right on. Right yeah. on. Look. F that shit. Right? <laughs> F3 that shit. We have three that shit. Uh, ben, Ben, hit the cowbell, man. Hit the cowbell. Let's hear, let's hear your, let's to... your, your strength. Well, he's really there considering you know, my strength. All right. All right. All right. We'll do it. We'll yeah. take it. All right. We appreciate it, man. Have a safe trip back. Where you head back to? Where are you off to next? Going to Palm Beach. You know, the nonstop flight from Chattanooga. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll absolutely. let you get over to the airport and back to whatever you need to do, but we appreciate you thank stopping you, my by. Friend. Hey, thank you. Thank we'll you. We'll follow up with you a little bit later, too. <laughs> Take care. Yeah, right on. Thanks, Benjamin. Oh, Who's going to be here? Come okay, on out. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I like this. There we go. Attitude. Get up here. Hey, y'all. Make it yeah, happen. Yeah, just take the stage. You're out there. You want to come? Yeah, hi. Nice Hello. to meet you. Nicole Hayes from Platform Science. You are from Platform Science. We checked it out this morning. Man, Congratulations has. on number two in the Freight Tech Sweet. 25. Thank you very much. We're completely thrilled and honored. Right. Why, why are you going to be Freight Tech? One, well, a good friend of mine, Jet. He's number one right now. Project 44, they've been that way for maybe a couple years now. So yeah. uh, what's Platform right. going to do? Well, let me, let me break it down for you. you know, we, I'm from Platform Rhymes, and I'm here to say, apps and drivers, we've got it your way. Come check it out and see it for yourself. Build it or take it off the shelf. Apps, devices on one platform. You go with us, you'll not go back to norms. Come on down. Visit me. My name's Nicole Hayes, and that's what I see. Whoa. 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 No wonder Trey Hayes didn't hey. come here. He was scared of that rap. You're coming for number one. <laughs> yeah, that's why Jet left last night. <laughs> How do you remember all that stuff? I have no idea. I just hope it works, right? <laughs> well, Platform was great. They have a truck out there. They do tours every half hour. And it's one of those things, if you're in the industry, you'll see what is so awesome about it. If you're outside the industry, you'd be like, shouldn't something like this exist? Like exactly. an app store for yeah, telematics? Absolutely, right? So for Platform Science, we connect apps, drivers, and devices on one single platform. So you got it all, and you go on your way. And that's what people want, right? They want that connected ecosystem. Nobody wants to play Where's Waldo to find their data. Yeah, we were playing a little, so with all the experiences, it was kind of like we were Waldo because everyone was like so dispersed, like from like that three to six hour. Which experience was your favorite of the past couple of days though? Oh, I loved going to the aquarium. Yeah. Those yeah, little otters, I could have taken one home with me. Did you go to both? Because awesome. we have the, we have the ocean, we have the lake one, and then we have the, uh... I have a selfie in front of jellyfish. Oh, there you go. That she did it. She I made it the both. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I feel like we're double dipping by asking you to hit the cow, but with a wrap that good and beat that great, you're gonna set that thing on fire. So hit it. I'm Man, ready. Yeah. Right. Wow. I mean, it was, Thank you. It was quick, but it was impactful. Wow. Thanks all so much. Thank Look, you. Look, these two. Hey, I. Blythe, Blythe, grab that man right there. Hey, Blythe. No, Blythe. Blythe. Blythe, grab that man right there. Not these two guys. Blythe. Grab Omar, get up Omar, here. Omar, come on. You, Blythe, come grab on, Omar, get up get here. On come on, on here. You two, come on up, man. You look fantastic. Yeah, I gotta look have that these, suit on camera. Woo and here comes Graham, too. Look, all three of you come on. Oh, up. wow. Look at this. We got all of them. And I the beard. <laughs> Blythe, we're here for the cowbell. You all are right, here yeah. for the cowbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Wait, yeah. Representing Jax. Yeah, you're representing Jacksonville. Are you gonna do it? Are, wait, oh. are you? Oh, so you're all you're all Jaguars fans? No, I am 100. <laughs> percent I'll claim you it. Look, you looked almost offended. <laughs> 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 
I'm not. Like no comment. I, I, li- I live in Virginia. I live in Virginia. Oh. But our office is Jet. So. All right. All right. Hey, Blythe, you're you're a big marketing mind in this industry. What do you think of F3 so far? Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, obviously the connections and then we just, uh, Justin and I just went down from back the truck up, uh, walked down and got all of our nice swag. So now we're all decked out. Oh, beautiful. Well, hit that cowbell for us. Okay. Let's hear your, let's hear what you oh, can God, do. Oh God. Okay. Wow. wow. I mean, she wow. went full power. <laughs> wow. I no, thought you, you was going to cry. Right, let's see how Omar represents here. It's a lot of Because you're a magician. Wow, wow this is just like power. the loudest. It's a power okay. moves here. Wow. They're, they're just trying to break the stick now. Yeah. This isn't a piñata, it. it's a cowbell, people. <laughs> All right, we're going to need another trio. All right, how about we get the back of the truck up, guys, and Tennessee. Bring Tennessee with you. Don't let her escape. Yeah. What's up, guys? So these guys are both oh, truck oh, drivers. Oh, we oh, hired oh, both these gentlemen. Oh. Everyone's afraid of autonomous trucks, you know, taking dr- jobs away from drivers. Well, you got to be scared of backtotruckup.com. There she taking- is. Jobs away from drivers, man, because both these guys put them out of the cab. They got to ride in the plus autonomous truck out there. This gentleman, he's got a CDL, so we actually got to sit in the seat. What was your experience, Justin? Well, everyone here says, oh, I got to ride the truck. I got to keep riding. Yeah. I drove the truck. Yeah. Um, It's great. Um, It's really good for entry-level drivers or drivers with... A decade plus experience and just well, like, that was like chat. Was it? I felt that didn't you, Rooster? He was like everyone's like I got to ride in the truck. Yeah, I felt like he was looking at us. All right, Justin was the lucky one. I felt kind of special until you drove in. No, so what did you feel like as a driver though? Was it was it weird? Like, did you feel like you had a phantom limb or something? It, it um, I feathered the wheel, so I just had my hand resting on it and just let the truck do what it wanted to do. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I would say it did differently was that I would do is. Changing lanes. I wish it was a little more aggressive. I'm an East Coast driver, so oh, I, yes. I, got you. I told him it needs a, it needs an East Coast driver mode. It's a little too delight or polite. Yeah, it was yeah, the regulatory you. thing though. Like to be, yeah, at, it, they said they could run at level four, but they have to do it at level yeah. two. So yeah. you still yeah. have to do that. So it, it's, a, it's a level two truck, so it's not replacing anybody's job. Yeah. The driver has to be in the seat in control at all times. So you want an ego lever to like more ego, less ego. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the thing. The truck has no ego, so you're getting <laughs> passed all the time in that thing. No ten. Doesn't matter. Tennessee over here, if you follow her on social media, she got the pick of Destiny. Uh, I did. I got the pick from the Eli Young Band twice. So I've seen all the pictures. I know you've been to almost every single one of these after party things. Which one has been your favorite so far? Oh, man. It's been a blast. Also, I just got to say real quick, I'm from Silo, Nashville, 3PL. Want to make sure I shout out my my team there there in Nashville. They're so selfless. Um, She came up here before and she mentioned six other companies but her own. Yeah. We we were laughing about that. We're like, okay, I got to mention Silo right away. (laughs) Go Silo. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, all the parties have been so much fun. I mean, the Convoy one, the first night was was a blast. The Aquarium event yesterday was so cool, so neat. I feel like I've been here for like a few weeks and I also know. a couple days, but Let's no, just the all whole day. Awesome. Like, right yeah, Chattanooga now. knows how to party. This is it now. <laughs> well, you Rooster, go. you kick us off, man. Big yeah. Rooster here, standing in front of that cowbell. He's got country in him, so he's going to crush it. Uh, remember my last performance on this thing? I almost crushed it. Yes. I've been practicing. Okay. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, let's see what Tennessee can do here. Justin taught me the trick, I guess. You got it inside, like not down. The ins, okay. Okay. All right. All right, it's kind of like a dainty version of his. He did three hits on the outside, Rooster. three hits on his. And now, oh, look, and the spin, look at that. Whoa, what was that? Throwing it down. 
Man, you did that like you were making your son brownies. You mixed that thing like you were whisking an egg. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming up. Go check out backthetruckup.com to get the driver's perspective on all this. We'll have some great coverage of the event, too, if you're looking through that lens. And we would be remiss if we did not give a thank you to the Freightways TV crew. So all you guys, many of you want, come on up here. Come Christian, now Christian used to play you. the cowbell in the in the marching Not band. Not only right? are these guys great what they do here, they're like our therapists. If we need calm, we need quiet, we go sit with Christian them. Christian is a professional uh, cowboy uh, we, player. We actually need therapy after your show. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, you've got a bill coming. So what do you guys? So what do you have picked, man? What do you think is going to win this weekend? Tennessee or the Bulldogs? Tennessee? No, it's the Bulldogs. Okay, why do go you? Dogs! Go there dogs! There you go. All right, I had to do that for my buddy Isaiah. <laughs> oh, uh, I see him over here. Isaiah, shout out to him. He's the handsome man you see sometimes on the uh, social oh, no. media update, right? Yes, yeah. Right. Or the social media turnstile. Yeah, roundabout. every, every roundabout. morning on Freight Waves. Rotary. Round. All right, we got 30 seconds, so I need two cowbells. Ooh. And he even got a splinter. Oh, uh, we he did. You did. You got a splinter. All right, Michael Vincent, it's your turn. Oh, my turn. It's your turn. Find me on Twitter. Luke, come on up real quick. Luke, come and hit you. 18, 16 seconds. Luke will hit you up. Find me on Twitter at Timothy Duder. Find him at Vincent the Dude. Subscribe to What's Truck Media Podcast. Hey, peace and love, Check everybody. Check out which peace song love. Stick around. Woo! down is this MF right here. You are listening to Wise.